You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Laura Benanti, and you're listening to And the Tony Goes To. It's a look back at Broadway's most magical night. And all of the winners reminisce with delight. With their talent and brilliance, they always impress. And the Tony Goes To, my special guest. Have you ever dreamed of winning a Tony Award? Did you ever practice your Tony acceptance speech in the bathroom mirror? Did you grow up watching the Tony Awards every year? Do you have a collection of Tony Award shows on VHS tape that you refuse to throw out? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Every week I interview your favorite Tony Award winners and together we go down memory lane as my guests share intimate and never before shared details about their Tony experience. By the end of every episode, you're going to feel like you just won a Tony. Welcome to And the Tony Goes To. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. Welcome today's Tony winner, Laura Benanti. And the American Theater Wing's Tony Award goes to Laura Benanti Chipsa. so quickly in my entire life, I almost knocked the camera guy over. Um, thank you so much. Thank you especially to Arthur Lawrence, not only for standing, but for being the most amazing director in the entire world. I love you so much. <laughs> Yay, Arthur! Thank you to Patti Lapone and Boyd Gaines for being my family on stage and off. I am so honored to be in your company. Stephen Sondheim, I... Just worship you, there's no other words. Um, Jay Binder and our incredible producers, thank you for taking a chance on me 10 years ago and never giving up. Innovative artists, my incredible manager and friend, Emily Gerson Sains, and most importantly, my family, the Benantis, who are here tonight. I love you guys so much, you're my everything. My incredible, beautiful husband, Stephen Pasquale, I love being married to you so much. And a very, very special thank you to my mother. The anti-Mama Rose and the most amazing woman that I know. Thank you so much. Laura, are you are you there? I am. <laughs> have you heard that speech uh, in recent history? I have not. I have not. It sounds. It feels like a different person ago. It feels like a different person ago to me. Yeah. 
Do you remember the moment when you were in your seat and you heard your name? Yes, I do. Can you talk about that? Um, I was like vibrating. I remember my body. It's like I felt like I was floating off of my seat with just vibration as they were saying all the names. And then I genuinely don't even remember getting up on the stage. I was like a lightning bolt. Um, I, it was the, the pinnacle of all of my dreams. It's the only thing I ever dreamed of. You know, we've talked about this. I was not like, well, I'll start on Broadway and then I'll be a TV star or a movie star. I was like, I will be on Broadway forever. And that's all I care about. So winning a Tony was my biggest dream. Um, and it, came true in that moment. It was one of the happiest moments of my life and will remain so, I truly believe. Some of my guests have won a Tony uh, because they were nominated for a Tony. You've been nominated for many Tony Awards. And that in and of itself is such an extraordinary thing. And I wonder... um, when you go from being at that night as a non-winner and just mm-hmm. thrilled to be nominated to a winner, mm-hmm. w- did you go into the night thinking that you might win this time? I I did. That's gross to say, but it's true. Just because, you know, all of the like, who will win, who should wins were saying me. And so I thought, oh, maybe. Um, and I had won the other you know, the awards leading up to it, the outer critics and the drama desk. So I, you know, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't have a hope. Um, you know, like my first nomination was swing and I was like, there's no way. Um, same with into the woods. Cause I missed so much cause of my neck. Um, and then this was my gypsy was my third time. Um, and I, you know, I was hopeful. I was really hopeful. I wasn't overly confident. I wasn't like, I got this in the bag, but <laughs> I certainly was hopeful. And and look, it's a different experience. It, it's really nice to win. And anyone who's like says differently is not telling you the truth. <laughs> I want to talk about like how Laura Benanti was first cast in Gypsy. You should know that in my Patty Lapone episode, you know, it might as well have been called the Laura Benanti Boy oh. Gains. Love. It was just a love letter to both of you in so many ways, rightly so. Um, so how did you get the role of Louise in Gypsy? I auditioned. You know, I um, Jay Bender, who had always been a champion of mine, he's a you know wonderful casting director. He gave me my first job ever in The Sound of Music when I, I was 17 when I auditioned for him. And he championed me and continues to champion me, but, but my entire career. If it weren't for him, I... I you know, I certainly would not have the career that I have now. Um, so Arthur didn't want to see me. He thought I was too old and he'd heard bad things about me. Um, he'd heard that I'd missed in Into the Woods. And, you know, that was before the days of social media. So people, you know, not everybody knew that I'd broken my neck. People thought I was just like difficult. Um, so he didn't want to see me. And Jay was like, I promise you, you will be happy if you see her. And I went in and I could, I walked in and I was like, oof, I could tell Arthur was like not interested. And then I sang, um, little lamb 
and he was like, okay. And then I, I did, um, the gypsy stuff, you know, the, the segue, the turn into, um, Gypsy Rose Lee. And I went up cause I was so nervous and he was like, ah, that, I'm not worried about you being gypsy. Don't worry about that. You got that down. And I was like, oh, okay. And he asked me to do little lamb again. And he was like, I don't want you to think about being young. I don't want you to, to play a child. I just want you to know that you have no idea how old you are. And this is the saddest day of your life. And I <laughs> was like, and, and after I finished that song, I was like, I was done. And he went, yes. And I said, okay. And I just like got up. I was like in overalls and I got up and I was, as I was walking out, he was like, see, when she doesn't worry about being young, then she's good. And, um, and then I got the job. You know how when you go to an audition and a director gives you direction and you have no idea what language they've just spoken Oof. and you go, uh-huh, and, yes. <laughs> and yeah. you do it again and they're like, that's amazing. Um, did you understand? It sounds like something happened to you in that he, moment. Yes, he basically was like, I see your tricks and I don't want them. Mm. And it was like tricks I had been using forever. And simply stripping me of them and simply acknowledging that he saw them was enough to make me feel so vulnerable mm. that I think it got me to the place that he was talking about. Right. Right. You know, and where I was like, he's this man sees through me. And if I am acting at all, it's gonna, it's not gonna be good. Yeah. And so I just sort of allowed myself to be, which I didn't really do all the time before then because it was too scary. Yeah. And this was for the Encores production. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about, so you have this kind of, unveiling of a way of working that even happens mm -hmm. in the in the audition room mm -hmm. and and which sounds scary and mm -hmm. exciting at the same time and he's this formidable presence with a reputation that's astonishing and then you're going into a room with Patty Lapone mm -hmm. among others uh, had you worked with Patty forgive me if my mind has no. just frozen okay I, so no i had met her one time um, we, she and I did the ladies who sing Sondheim at the Westport County Playhouse, like a concert. Um, and I was too nervous to even speak to her because mm -hmm. I, I admired her so much. And then somebody said to me, said, you know, you guys should do Gypsy. Like we were standing next to each other and, and I was like, uh -huh, uh -huh. like I just couldn't even talk. And then that was it. But it was this really interesting, fortuitous thing that this person said. I, I wish I could remember who it was. Me. It was you. <laughs> it was you. You came in. You were You're just welcome. Little... <laughs> <laughs> so you show up to rehearsal. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, those are such sort of, it's not summer stock, but those shows and rehearse, it moves very quickly. Like that, three weeks. Yeah. yeah experience. 
And it's a huge show. So what was it like working with Arthur Lawrence? Was Sondheim also a part of that? Like, can you talk a little bit about the experience of of creating Louise together the first time Mm -hmm. you did the show? The first two weeks for me were horrendous. He was brutal to me. He was, I will, and this is, I'm not like saying anything that we have not talked about. So I Uh don't feel like I'm, you know, being whatever, inappropriate. But he he was horrible. I mean, like I would start to say something and he'd be like, no, do it again. To the point where I would like go in the bathroom and sob. And finally, I guess it was like the end of the week, the second week. And I said, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And he sort of. Do you mean me. you said that to yourself, or you said that to no, him? To him. Okay. To him. In front of yeah. everybody. No. Okay. No. I took him aside and I said, "You don't want me here, and I don't need to be where someone doesn't want me." And I left, and I went home. And he called me that night, and he said, "I just had a conversation with Patty, and I owe you an apology." And I, I was like, "Okay." Um. And he was like, I was under the impression that you are someone I need to break down. And Patty has spoken to me and I now realize that you are someone that I need to build up. And I was like, I don't know what would give you the impression that you needed to break me down. But I don't do well that way. You know, I want to please you so badly. I want to do what you want me to do. And I want to honor this character. But like when you are just straight up mean to me, I completely shut down. I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I can't. And, and he was like, I understand. And that from that moment forward, we had the most beautiful, honest relationship. We fought, we had really major disagreements, but it was always respectful. It always ended with I love you. And, you know, I I I really cherish my relationship with him. And he taught me how to be an actor. And Patty and Boyd, just working with them. But sure. he learned to kindly point out to me when I was relying on something that had worked for me in the past instead of just allowing myself to really be and allowing myself to fail. And we had to get to that place where I was like, if you're yelling at me, I am only going to be performing to get it right. And you're going to hate that. So don't yell at me. And then I will be brave. And we did it together. That's incredible. Yeah. Because then you got to really, well, also you won the Tony. Right. If you just think like, also, by the way, like for something to have started like that and then to end with the speech that we listened to, which was him standing, Mm -hmm. right? And you having this public love fest with each Mm -hmm. other, like during your most private moment to have it be so public and and for us to get to see that dynamic and his respect like that kind of, you know, Arthur Lawrence doesn't stand up a lot. No. And he was like 92. So yes, yes all of it. Like it was so meaningful, so yeah. meaningful. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, There are many things about that performance that I just remember going, How is how is this feeling like a documentary in terms of how real your ability to take this very broad themed musical um, and make it feel so intimate and true. And there are a couple of moments that I wanted to ask you about and Mm -hmm. if that's okay, like very specific moments. Okay. So one of the things that always just melted my heart because I saw it more than once was you during um, the, the scene with Tulsa Oh, all I need is the girl. And he's doing this magical number. He's so yes. Mr. Yazbek, congratulations yes. on being amazing. Um, yeah. But there is something going on for you where you are sort of watching with such yearning to be the mm-hmm. girl in that mm-hmm. number. Um, yeah. Can you talk about building that scene? Yeah. I mean, it was such a beautiful number that, that, you know, that Tony performed. But Arthur and I talked a lot about this being the first time that we see her really want something, mm-hmm. you know, and and that thing that she wants is love and to be seen. You know, that's, we talked a lot about that, that she is invisible. You know, she starts out almost a ghost um, and, you know, builds into being one of the most, you know, highly recognizable women in the world at that time. So, you know, starting out with little lamb and people forgetting it's her birthday and, and then us seeing this sort of private yearning she has for this boy or this man. um, It was so important to build that in order for her sister leaving with Tulsa to, to make enough of an impact to really wound her mm-hmm. for it to be one of the many lacerations that leaves a scar because ultimately all the scars become Gypsy Rose Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really, really worked on that. just like the unabashed, open hearted wanting to be seen. And it's accomplished. I mean, it's so um, it's so intimate. It's really watching yeah. like someone's inside heart like rip out in front of you. 
And anyway, so that was one moment that, that Thank you. or moments that I just thought, that's astonishing. This is a musical, like a huge musical. I'm not on stage with her. Like I'm far <laughs> away, right? Like I'm not, I mean, I would have liked to have been on stage with you. Um, I got a gimmick. Okay. So that is one. There's a way in which when you transition from the Louise that we have watched to this stripper, who mm-hmm. is now Gypsy Rose Lee, that unfolds in real time in front of yeah. us. Yet we're we're yeah. going through this flip book of emotion and growth and maturity, and it's all happening at once. And, you know, for the few people who saw the show having no idea what happened, I think their heads like fell off their bodies. And But if you even knew the story and you knew what was going to happen, it's why Louise had never been like a Tony winner before until it was put into your hands and body and mind and heart and talent. Because that transition, it's, I, I, I don't know that I've seen that before, ever, or before or again. So thank you. How do you do that? We, you know, that's something, again, Arthur and I talked about as, you know, that is the most important moment for my character, you know, for that character. And, you know, the, the, the ultimate, the betrayal of Rose to say, I will allow the daughter who I always ignored, who I will allow the daughter who stayed with me when the daughter that I showered with attention left me to say, go on stage and take your clothes off in front of a bunch of men. That was like, we discussed it. That was like the last laceration. That was the last wound. Um, And so then all of a sudden to be out on stage in front of these men was so, so terrifying. And we picked, we chose a moment that I look into the audience and I imagined that this is the first time she's looking at a group of people and they are all looking back at her. Mm -hmm. They're all paying attention just to her. And to feel that, to feel that rush of power and again, feeling seen for the absolute first time in your life. It's like she got hooked immediately. It's like heroin. It's it's like she took a drug. Um, so, you know, to go from like a little girl in braids to this young woman in a dress that's not hers but she looks beautiful and looks like, you know, she's desirable in that moment to a lot of people. But to keep the innocence of her in that um, was the trick, you know, that it wasn't like, you let me entertain you where all of a sudden it was like, oh, she's, she's like also sexually desiring these people. Not at all. It really was more pure than that. It was like, oh, hi, you see me. Hi. That's the feeling that we wanted to have. And then with each exit and entrance, we're seeing, like you said, the flip book, the time lapse of, of her growing into Gypsy Rose Lee. And the thing that we wanted to um, concentrate on ultimately in the end was her power and her anger, you know, that, that she grew into a very powerful woman who was in control through humor, through her body, and through, frankly, the disdain that she felt for these men. And through it all, she kept a relationship with her mother. 
Um, so it was it 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 was the thing we worked the longest on uh, in rehearsals. But it was my absolute favorite moment to play because you would hear people in the audience gasping. They'd be like, mm-hmm. <gasps> you know, like they couldn't believe. It did feel like a magic trick. Not, I'm not saying like my all my acting was so amazing, but the way that we did it, it did feel like you were witnessing something in real time that made people have a visceral response. Well, we're watching you in a cow suit, right? <laughs> yes. <Do> you, <laughs> right. It's not. Like- I spent the first act in cow pants and the bottom half of a cow outfit. Right. Yeah. So, like, like to go from that to you know this this unbelievably sexually confident beautiful yes. in her body um yes. stripper right. uh, was that scary for you as a performer oh totally i i related way more to louise than gypsy i and it's funny someone asked me one time when i came out of the stage door why are you dressed like louise <laughs> and it's because I was in like big baggy clothes. Like I just I wasn't a sexually confident person. Right. Um or a confident person at all. Um so I really related more toward to Louise. Um taking on the extreme confidence of Gypsy was the challenge for me. How did you do that? Um I mean, because I I really didn't, you know, I, at that point, I, I in the show, I'm 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 glad it wasn't a movie. <laughs> I'm glad mm-hmm. that I got, you know, two and a half hours to grow into her or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I just did it because I had to, and she did it because she had to. So tell me about working. You know, you and Patty and Boyd. I mean, the whole cast was glorious, and yes. and. But obviously that, you know, you were the trifecta, not just right. in terms of winning the Tonys that night, but but in terms of winning the show together right. and going right. through that show together, which is a hard show. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that relationship become just so wonderful for all of you? Because you have three actors who were not um, trying to steal a scene. Mm-hmm. You had three actors who were trying to build a scene together. And, you know, that's rare. It's rare to have, you know, everyone in a scene dedicated toward making the scene the best it can be, not worried about their moment or this is my moment or are you upstaging me? Like literally at one point, Arthur was like, all three of you have your backs to the audience. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? And, but it was that it's, 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 that was real. You know, there, we were three people who were just really actively engaged and talking to each other. Um, but, and Patty, most of all, I would have to be like, Patty, you're, you're facing upstage. Um, cause she's just so in the moment. So, you know, I think that because of that, we, we were united in a common goal and, and, you know, I don't know. We just loved each other. It's like, why does anyone fall in love? We fell in love with each other. Well, that is my question. Why does anybody? Can you answer that more than that? Why? You know what? To to that point, listening yes. to me thank my ex husband. Uh huh. 
um, and telling him how much I love um, being married to him. I clearly don't know the answer to that question you just asked. <laughs> that must be weird. I mean, it's, it's weird. weird. It's, it's, you know what it makes me feel sad about is like, oh man, okay. So when I, when my daughter sees that for the first time, I'm going to also have to explain to her <laughs> that I was married to somebody else. Daddy used to be named Steven. It's so weird. Exactly. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, there's that. It's just <laughs> life. It's just life. Life, baby. It's life. Yes. You mentioned Sondheim in your speech yes. as well. Um, yes. Can you talk a little, obviously you've done Into the Woods together, which is just, you know, you got to do that play. Yeah. You got to be yeah. Cinderella. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Um yeah. Tell me a little bit about his involvement or lack thereof in this particular production and the cast you know, recording, which also happened. Yeah. I mean, he he and I, we'd done um, Into the Woods and A Little Night Music at the LA Opera. So I had gotten an opportunity to work with him twice. He also is the reason why I wanted to be in musical theater. I remember Sky was my favorite song as a five-year-old child. Um, that's how popular I was. Um, but you know, so for me, even hearing myself so inarticulately <laughs> express my love, my deep love for him mm -hmm. uh, when I won the Tony, I, I didn't write a speech like an idiot. So I wish I had, because in listening to it, I, I feel like I am a more articulate person than the person who spoke. That said, I, you know, I worship him and I still do. Um, I just think he is our premier musical theater uh, creator. I, I, He's remarkable. So um, he was, you know, involved a bit. He was not involved in a major way. Um, as always, his notes were incredibly helpful. You know, he, 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 in my experiences with him, his notes were few to me, but very specific and very helpful. Do you have um, a specific and, memory of a note regarding your role in Gypsy? That not in Gypsy because I didn't really sing very much in Gypsy. Yeah. Um, but he he said some really, really beautiful things to me about my performance in Gypsy. But like in Into the Woods, he told me, um, he said, it's not um, something you never knew. It's something you never knew. Mm. And I was like, Okay. And that's literally the only note he gave me. <laughs> but but I was like, yes. And you better believe that liquid you was yeah. on point. Yes. But that um, kind of specificity, like my yes. God, the way know. his mind works, you're like, oh, that just opened up. Got it. That's a key. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a remarkable man. But he was not involved um very much. I think, you know, he I think he and Arthur had a complicated relationship as so mm -hmm. many um creators of that generation did. Yeah. Yeah, and geniuses. And geniuses. There's a lot of geniuses. I mean, a I lot. know that that, you know, the story goes and maybe you can tell me if it's apocryphal or not, but that he had wanted to do the music and lyrics for Gypsy, but he was young and so they Arthur was like we need Jules Stein. Um and so that may have been part of why Gypsy was something he was less involved in on the daily. Uh -huh. Maybe. Maybe. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wonder if uh, you can tell me um, 
a couple of things. This is sort of like a lightning round of uh, yeah. questions and answers. Um, first of all, before I do these questions that I close out every episode with, is there anything else that you want to say um, unprovoked by me about the show, about the memory, the experience that just comes into your mind? Because this is an opportunity to share it. Um, you know, really, I, it was, it was the most remarkable theatrical experience I've ever had mm. and, and it might remain so, you know, and it's just, it's a, it's an experience I treasure for so many reasons. Um, but yeah, I think we touched on everything. Well, You're very good at this. I treasure you, but you know I that. You. Um, so Laura Benanti. Yes. Who presented your award to you? Kristen Chenoweth. Who did you bring that night? My ex-husband. And my mom and dad and my sister. Mm, What did you wear? I wore a Mark Bauer red sequined one-shouldered dress. Where is your Tony now? In, uh, on top of my piano. What if you were like, under my pillow? (laughs) Around my neck. (laughs) Lara Benanti, you are um, a magical person. You are my David Copperfield and all the others. I treasure you as a human. I treasure everything you bring to the world with your heart and your activism. And your talent is astonishing. And I am so honored to have had some time with you today on And the Tony Goes To. Lord, did my heart good. I love you. Thank you for this. Of course. And the Tony Goes To is produced by Alan Seals for the Broadway Podcast Network. The music and lyrics for the theme song were written by Georgia Famusa. Theme song orchestration by Alexander Sage Oyen. Episodes are edited by Derek Gunther. Thank you to Parody Bill for the graphics. And please don't forget to go to the iTunes show page and rate and review the show. Thanks for listening. Excerpt from the Tony Awards used with permission of Tony Awards Productions. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.